0: Hey, I'm Nora Jones, and today I'm playing along with Margaret Glaspie.
1: I'm just playing along with you. I'm just playing along with you. Hi hey, hello.
0: <laughs> I'm Nora. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the
2: show. This is I'm Sarah S- Oda. Oh. oh. Go. You go. <laughs> I'm Sarah Oda, (laughs) and with me as always is Nora Jones. Yay! Yay. We did it. How are you?
0: I'm good. How are you?
2: I'm good. good. Today we have the incredible singer-songwriter and bad beep guitar player, (laughs) Margaret (laughs) Glaspie. Did you just beep yourself from saying I did. I self-censor. A descriptive
0: (laughs) bad beep. (laughs) Margaret Glaspie is an incredible... Singer, songwriter, guitar player, um, based in New York City. And I got to see her a few months back, and she played solo. And I've known her a long time, but I've never seen her play. And she just, I just was blown away at how powerful she is. Solo, especially.
2: She just released her latest album, Echo the Diamond, which she co produced with her partner, Julian Lodge. And she has a bunch of tour dates coming up. Check her out. You don't want to miss her. She's an incredible performer.
0: We had so much fun playing together. She's a gem. Please enjoy Margaret (laughs) Glaspie.
3: Or did it all have me? When you're dripping in your privilege You don't know the difference Between what you want and what you need When nothing is enough It gets tough just to smile Canyon Every inch feels like a mile self so. <laughs>
0: To just bang away on the piano with you, you rock so
4: much. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nora. Oh my god, I love Super your guitar
0: playing. Thank you.
4: What is that? What do you have? It's a it's a Danocaster. So it's like a it's like a kind of a boutique builder that makes um, like Fender instruments, essentially. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. So it looks old, but it's not so old. Oh, I it does this, look old. Yeah, I think this is like um, I stole it from my husband. Actually, I think this is like maybe. I don't know, seven or eight years old, okay. something like that. Yeah. Okay,
0: you just beat it up.
4: They beat, He beat it up, yeah. He, the, build, the builder beat it up. I didn't have to do that. but Oh, yeah. it's, pre,
0: it's pre-olded. It's pre, yeah, it's totally. I
4: think
0: that's Pre-aged. Awesome. That's great. Yeah, totally. Yeah. What was your first electric guitar sound? What my first electric
4: guitar was a, um, a Harmony Stratotone Jupiter that I remember my mom helped me buy. Um, really? How old were you? Yeah, I was probably... Um, how old was I? I was probably like 22. I'm 34 now. So it was probably like, yeah, about 12 years ago, something like that. Um, and before that I just played acoustic guitar. I was just like, kind of like on a, I don't know, I guess a little folkier. Um, yeah. yeah and my first instrument was the fiddle. How old um, were you for that? I was, a. I I think I started when I was in the third grade. Okay. So you say fiddle and not violin. That's yeah. pretty key. Yeah. I was like a fiddler. I was not a violinist. So, so you didn't
0: do classical at all? Nothing, even no. From that I went
4: straight to like the folky stuff. So I was a I was a Texas style f- fiddle player. So oh, I, wow. I played, it was like a very particular strain of <laughs> fiddle music. <laughs> so it was mostly competition based. So you would go to these competitions. It was actually a very sweet thing to grow up in because you would go to these competitions and there would be these other sweet, you know, nerdy young kids and... You, of course you were, it was like a competition, but really everyone was going there because they were all loved fiddle, you know, yeah. it was competitive kind of, but mostly it was just like a, a really interesting hang. Um, so I did that as I was growing up and I'd started in the third grade. So it was probably like eight or nine. And then I did it till I was like 16 or 17. And then I started to just sing and play guitar around probably 15 or so.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, Totally. That's funny that it wasn't classical, but it was competition based.
4: Yeah, it was like there was a, it was kind of its own discipline.
0: It's like its own thing. Yeah, it was
4: very particular. But um, I feel like that was kind of my music school in a way because I was only I went to Berkeley for like a, a a blush like I was there very very briefly. Oh, in Boston. Yeah, in Boston, okay. but um, for I, guitar, I was a, I was like a vocal performance major, but I was oh, there for wow. I was there for a semester. I mean, I was like That's barely it. there. Yeah.
0: Wow. So yeah. What did I'm like, what was that like? But you, you left very quickly. I, it was very so. quick, but I was there. I stayed in Boston
4: for like three years. So I was like, I was in the the vibe of Berkeley. Mm. I felt like I went to music school, but I only paid for a semester of music school.
0: <laughs> but you got all the good stuff. But I
4: got all the good stuff. Yeah, well, I got the community great. out of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I met my partner out, you know, I met Julian there, um, which was so special and, um, uh, you know, a big. That's like a, my friend group and everything was there, which was great. So I think I got the pluses out of music school without, you know, the, I didn't have, I think like the, the money nor the maybe like attention. Like I just couldn't sit still that long. Yeah. (laughs) So it was, it, it suited me to like work a job, write songs and just do my own thing until I figured it out. Essentially that was like my path.
0: That's cool. Yeah, it was cool. And you were doing acousticy, strummy, songwriting, yeah. or not strummy necessarily. Nah, I was strummy. You're, you're not strummy. wrong. Okay. <laughs> yeah. How strummy were you?
4: There was, it was pretty strummy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was like it was. Uh, I think it has. It, it was funny. I was thinking about like the you know earlier songs I wrote the other day, and it still had quite a bit of the DNA. I think I still have today, but it was just you know younger and of a certain style. Yeah, <laughs> for sure.
0: When you were, so when you were at Berkeley as a vocal major, before that, were you just singing your songs at home or were you already gigging like before you went to college?
4: Why not choose
0: guitar or, or, um, right. That is
4: interesting. I didn't, I didn't actually think that that was an option for some reason. I thought that like that, it was really weird actually coming into Berkeley because I, I, I was coming from such a small town. I lived in a really tiny town in Northern California, super North, almost to the Oregon border, like, um, I was born in Sacramento and then raised two hours north of Sacramento, inland. Okay. So, you know, like orchards and cattle and that kind of thing. It wasn't really maybe like California that I think a lot of people imagine. It, you could have been in like middle America probably um, in terms of just – it was really agriculture-centric. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I feel like uh, coming from that environment and what I had in my mind as music school – I thought that I I was singing like jazz standards and stuff when I was young mm-hmm. and I felt like that's my in <clears throat> to Berkeley. And so when I went for my auditions to Berkeley, I sang like fly me to the moon or something. It, like, it was like in my head, it was like, we're just going to do the jazz thing and that'll yeah. be my way of doing it. Yeah. And it was kind of like not really what
1: I did. But, but that's what you want. You, but I
0: thought
4: that that it. was like, that was my in. But it was what I was fascinated with at a young age. Like I did kind of get in there and I did sing a lot of standards when I was young and my my family listened to a lot of jazz growing up. So that was actually pretty native to me, but it also wasn't like what I had to bring to the table probably. But so I remember I had like a backing track of like piano, like midi piano. Oh, it's like
0: Jamie saw <laughs> Something.
4: And it was like a, like a fly me to the moon track or some, some uh, you know, like similar standard, mm-hmm. very standard standard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I sang that just, you know, white knuckled my way through it the whole time. <laughs> and then I like barely got into music school. And then, you know, I just kind of found my way. It was a lot of just finding my own way. I didn't really yeah. feel like I had much of a roadmap in a way, but, but I did
0: so that's the you, important part you've made your own map yeah yeah you had to make your own map that's a little bit that's yeah. what everybody has to yeah, do yeah totally that's true there's some truth to that was it like a uh did you have to be in a jazz vocal choir i didn't anything? have to be in a jazz vocal choir i think i was considered like a pop vocalist or something oh yeah because that's the difference i went to north texas which is right it's a it's a Big jazz school. Yeah, they have a classical department, but there's no pop aspect. So Berkeley right. has this whole pop music sort of department that I'm, f- I'm like, how do you teach that? Yeah, what is that about? Yeah, I-, I remember it was really
4: interesting. I think that Berkeley, you know, there's so many different sides to music education. Yeah, like as we both know, there's like it's like good and bad and all the things, but. I think the cool thing about Berkeley is that there was like a lot of open-endedness. It didn't yeah. like whatever you were looking for, you could probably find
0: it. They didn't want to have to put you in a box.
4: Yeah. And it wasn't like a conservatory in that sense. Like NEC was right down the street and there was a lot more maybe classical things happening at New England Conservatory. But then there was also like the CI program where everyone was doing kind of you know, arts, a lot more artsy kind of music. Mm -hmm. And then at Berkeley, it was like, I think that like people from the outside, especially from NEC, were kind of looking at Berkeley, or at least that's how it felt of like, it was just like all the, yeah, all the people that wanted to be pop stars were going to Berkeley. Yeah, But really it wasn't (laughs) like that. It was just like a bunch of creative people trying to find their
0: way. Yeah, trying to figure it out. Yeah,
4: but you could go to Berkeley and there would be like a pop ensemble for, any given artist that you liked, there would be an ensemble created for that artist. So as it was a
0: class or as a like separate like you
4: could get credit for it. Yeah. Like wow. it was a class. Like you could go and, and be a part of like the, you know, maybe there was like a Lauren Hill ensemble or something like wow. that. there was like there it was cool in that way where people could just go learn the whole repertoire of one artist, play in that style. Um and so you were kind of yeah, your criteria like the curriculum could be very different for sure. Yeah. going to Berkeley, but um yeah, it was a it was a really unique experience being there and I feel like as a I guess as like a singer I was I remember, I mean I, I was only there for a semester. So if you really think about it, it was like 3 or 4 months.
0: It was so Yeah, it's not very long. So actually. Short.
4: <laughs> so I would be in with like a vocal teacher who I really didn't know very well and I would show up and I would kind of despise it. I really didn't like going to vocal lessons.
0: I feel like vocal lessons are one of the trickier things to, yeah, because because it's the human voice is so unique, yeah, and it's really hard to uh, teach the the good parts about it, the unique parts about it, right, right, right.
4: Um, Yeah, I think I think at the time it's funny because now I think I would probably enjoy it more because I think it's kind of fascinating Mm -hmm. and cool, but at the time it was like what, what are we doing? This is so boring and I don't get it. Um, it was so like the last thing that was on my mind. You're like,
0: I can already sing. What else is there? Well, also it was just
4: like, you know, we were singing, they would do like classical exercises the whole time and it would be like, you know, I can't even remember, maybe it was arias or something. You'd just be kind of going through these workbooks and singing intervals and things like that. And I just, I actually knew that I had things to learn, but I just didn't think that those were the things. Yeah. And so I would leave. I remember leaving crying and all, you know, just like young.
0: Oh, well, you don't want that. <laughs>
4: young, hard college stuff, yeah. you know,
0: <laughs> just like what? Crying. Through where the, through where the, am I headed? <laughs> you're crying through the like the, the mess hall. Yes. <laughs> like totally. running through past the salad bar.
4: Yeah, like tears on my cafeteria tray. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really... That's really crazy. Bad. Yeah, totally. Those were crazy. the days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that those were the days for sure.
0: <laughs> oh, fun. Yeah. You want to do another song? Yeah, let's do another song. Um, so that last song was from your new album, right? Yeah, totally. I love it. It's so great. Thank you the so new much. Album. Um, uh, it will be out by the time this is out, but it's not out yet. Right, right? it's not out
4: yet. Yeah, it it um, it's coming out and... I'm really excited about it. it. It's COVID happened. I released a record during then, and I, ne- I couldn't actually tour that record, ah, which was kind of rough. Yeah. So I'm excited. It's I'm excited to like have a record out and and
0: do all the stuff. It's exciting. <laughs> when I was playing along to that last song to learn it, I was just I all I wanted to do was air drum actually. <laughs> Who's playing drums on the
4: recording? That's, uh, Dave King is playing drums on the Oh, that. man. It's yeah. so fun. He's so incredible. It's yeah. such a
0: great live sounding Ah, uh, Thank you so I mean? much. Yeah, yeah, Dave
4: King and Chris Morrissey play. Or, oh, I or, know
0: Chris. Yes,
4: you do. Yes, you do.
0: <laughs> They're the band
4: for that whole record. And um, it was probably like one of the easiest records I've ever made in terms of it just, it felt like wind kind of like blew through the studio and then it just happened. Great. Um, which is really cool. So it was special and those musicians were perfect for it. And yeah, it felt like uh, just like one of those ones, you know, yeah. that was easy and interesting and like...
0: Well, and the songs are great. Thank you. So when the songs are great, they kind of play It themselves. makes it easier. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. That's I appreciate that. That's the
4: hope, that. right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, that is the hope.
0: Well, I was wondering if we could do a song from... Is this from your last album? The somebody... That's from my first record, so that's from... Um, so this is from your
4: first record. Yeah, oh, I mean, okay. my first full-length record. I had little EPs before then, but yeah, this is from a record,
0: uh, my record Emotions and Math. I love this record, too. Thank you so much. I love that song, Emotions and Math, also. Thank you. But, um, so when did that record come out? That was, was it 2016? Okay, so that was your first record. Yeah, my first full-length record. I feel like that might be around the time I met you over at Jesse's house or something. Yeah,
4: it might have been. Yeah, Yeah. it was probably around that time. I feel like maybe it was like a Christmas or something like that or one of the hangs. One of
0: the hangs. I kind of missed a lot of them. That was when my kids were really little, so I kind of dropped out a little bit. Right, right, right. I think I made a couple of the Christmas ones. Yep. Um, Do you tune down for this? I do. Oh, fun. Yeah, I heard that low D. I was like, yeah. She's going like, down. <laughs>
3: big mountain nobody's calling my name nobody's paying me mind I'm a little drop from a big fountain oh I blend in and that's fine fine and my sister she is gonna die trying with her heart ablaze and a fighting soul. Not me, I'll be a dandelion. Give a gust of wind and I'm gone. take a compliment or give a kiss just thinking of being a pair had me suffering can see oh there's nothing wrong with me it's just that i don't want to be somebody
0: What made you start playing electric guitar? Um, I think I
4: just wanted to rock. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> that was what, what made me start wanting to do it. I think I just, well, actually there was a weird, um, there was kind of a weird detail that I felt living in New York very quickly. I think I, think I moved to New York when I was 21. Okay. And very quickly I realized that like um, I loved playing the acoustic guitar, but playing the acoustic guitar without a D.I., Oh, yeah. It was a nightmare, especially in all these, like, little tiny clubs in New York.
0: And playing it with a DI sounded like... It's terrible. Poo-poo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so...
4: And I was just like, I can't. I can't, like, go down that road.
0: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. But nowadays,
4: I feel like you can pull it off and it... You know, things have improved. But, you know, like, whatever, 13 years ago, it was just like, you couldn't... It it was just... sounded terrible. <laughs> so I... Um, I was just like, either it's going to be acoustic mic'd or it's going to be electric through like an amp and that's, that's, I don't have no in between. And so I went electric and that, that felt like uh, so much easier to do in clubs. And I think there was also part of me uh, that was kind of like, people will like it more
0: (laughs) (laughs) because it's going to (laughs) rock
4: just because it's like electric guitar. Like I like it more, you know, like I just, I want to hear that, um, so, I think he was like, I don't know, like the salesman in me was like, that, that's the better way to go.
0: <laughs> so, you just did it. Yeah. But didn't it change everything? Like, change yeah. your writing? It changed? Yeah,
4: yeah, probably. It's funny though, because I think I've always written on acoustic and then performed on electric. Do you still? For the most part, yeah. I I kind of rarely write on electric guitar. Um,
0: but when you're writing on acoustic, aren't you still kind of embodying like how it's going to sound on an electric guitar line? Yeah, totally. For me, it's almost like you're covering
4: your own songs is how it feels for me. So I write it on acoustic, and then when I start to think about making the record, then I start to interpret them with electric guitar. So uh, there's kind of, I, I would say, almost two phases um, of feeling like... and I, for Actually, I think it kind of... In my own experience, the, the degree of separation from the original kind of demos mm-hmm. is nice because I kind of approach it as though someone else wrote it in a way. Like, I don't feel precious because I'm not yeah. writing it in the original state.
0: And you're not married to a demo that's so special. Y- yeah, totally. You're doing it totally differently. I know it's
4: going to change anyway. So it's kind of like a fun thing process
0: that is fun so that last song for instance like did you write that cool guitar line on i did acoustic still though this one was more
4: of like a parallel mood like okay. it just like pretty much stayed the same because i usually play that solo i usually don't play it with a band or anything um which is why it's so fun to play with you it's so fun to play with those lines and stuff with you <laughs> <laughs> when i get them <laughs> to hear yeah to hear like um you know like musicality on that song especially yours is really cool so I'm used to playing it just completely solo all the time, so it always kind of worked the same with, you know, electric or acoustic. But then playing with the band, it's like I kind of feel like a bass player half the time and an electric guitar player. Ah, yeah. Because I, I think I kind of, or at least uh, Julian says that all the time, my husband says that all the time, like you kind of play guitar like a bass player.
0: Yeah. Uh, you do have a lot of... It's like a lot of
1: movement on movement. the low string. Yeah, yeah, yeah
4: totally. So... I think that there's also something about the electric guitar that I love about that where you can kind of get a lot out of one string because there's so much sustain.
0: Um, and I like that. I like it, too. And I feel like it's what makes your guitar playing unique. It's Oh, thank you. It's, it's just cool the way you've, you voice things and the way you rely on that low end.
4: Thank you. I think I think of the guitar as like three strings,
0: not six. I think that's cool. (laughs) Thank you. I wonder if that goes back to playing fiddle when you only had four strings. You know what? I think it kind of does because I was actually
4: thinking about this the other day too, that fiddle players are, I mean, I I was rarely thinking about chords. I was only thinking about the melody all the time. Mm -hmm. So I think there was an aspect of it that... I carried over from the fiddle of just thinking like, I'm always just playing a melody and never really playing chords. Of course I'm playing chords all the time, but I think I think of guitar that way and trying to find melodies rather than trying to like strum the whole time. Um, It's more interesting. Well, and because it also was just what I was kind of trained to do as a younger person. I wasn't really trained to like strum. When I was little, I was trained to like you know, yeah.
0: <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> yeah. my favorite fiddle, I used to, I bought it. I really I, like
4: your fiddle. <laughs> do that. Yeah, do that one more time.
0: <laughs> That's my fiddle impression. My favorite, uh, I tried to play violin. I really wanted to play fiddle like 10 years ago and I, I had one somebody had given me and I was trying, and my dream was just to play the fiddle part on comes a time. Oh, wow. Do you know what I'm talking about? And then I just always saw this like- image of somebody just dancing, (laughs) like fiddle dancing too.
4: Fiddle dancing. Totally, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah,
0: it's like my dream. Yeah, the happy fiddle. I like you as a fiddle player. Yeah, I I need to pick it up again because I was enjoying it.
4: Yeah, totally, that's amazing. We could yeah. jam. Let's do it. Get mine out of the closet. Yeah, <laughs> mine's
0: in the closet too. <laughs> do you never ever touch it anymore? I
4: don't actually touch it anymore. There was like a um, like a pretty sharp divide when I stopped playing it. I remember there was one You're point. like, no
0: more competition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there
4: was one. There was actually a point, I think, psychologically where I was like, oh, wait, this isn't, <clears throat> for me, very personal. It wasn't for anybody else. But for me, I knew this isn't going anywhere. Like, it, I don't actually see, like, where it's going to lead to. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was one point. I remember my mom is, re- like, reminding me of this a couple of times that I, I wanted to Put my fiddle in the fireplace. Oh no,
0: that would have been the saddest. <laughs> it thing It would have in the been world. so sad. Yeah,
4: but I, I, there was like a, a definitely like a like a breakup at some point yeah. where I was just like, this isn't happening anymore. I actually continued to do it after I wanted to put it in the fireplace, but there was it kind of gradually turned into this like uh, I don't think this is the right thing. And then in my early, probably when I was like eighteen or nineteen, was when I like never touched it again for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have any early instruments that were like before piano that you were playing or was it always piano?
0: Not before piano, but I started piano at seven, but I definitely had a saxophone band phase in junior high. Incredible. But I have not touched it since ninth ninth grade at all. In fact, I think I still have the saxophone with like the gross reed, like, still attached to the mouthpiece, probably. Right, like, same s- saliva. Growing mold. It's like it's like the the Last of Us zombies. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I haven't had a desire to touch it, but I think mostly because of the gross mouthpiece situation, that's really the reason I haven't touched it. Right, right. It's like a Like, if, weird- it, if I could just take it out of the case and play it without dealing with that... You might do it. I might. But there's, like, like a funny... <laughs> Like hygiene. <laughs> yes, there's a hygiene aspect. <laughs> My son said he wanted to start playing the saxophone, and I was like, oh, I actually have a, nope, never mind. We might have to get a new <laughs>
4: Just tell your son to rip off the mouthpiece. <laughs>
0: just, just don't look at it. Just don't, no, I have to figure that out.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you.
0: It's sad when you're ha- you have an instrument that hasn't been that, that you don't touched. touch. It's yeah, actually yeah. kinda sad. Yeah. Somebody could use it. And- yeah,
4: I, we feel that way about guitars. I think between my husband and I we have like a lot of we have a lot of oh, guitars
0: you must. in our house. <laughs> you must have a ton. Yeah, and but you probably pl- touch those. We
4: actually touch quite a bit of them, but then there are kind of like an amount that just kinda does sit in the back seat that don't really get a lot of love. But I feel like Honestly, we, we do keep quite a few in rotation because they all do kind of have their own things and yeah. places in the world, but sometimes it gets starts to be a little bit like, hmm, that's a lot of guitars. Yeah, like,
0: <laughs> do we need to clean house? Yeah, 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 <laughs> a little
4: bit. Like, maybe we need to go through this and just figure out what to do. Your partner is Julian, Julian Lodge. Yes, totally. Yes. Julian Lodge, um, my my husband, amazing guitar player, and um, my wonderful partner.
0: yeah. How long have you guys known each other since college? You met, did you meet like your freshman year? I'm, yeah. I mean, when you were there for probably, a Probably, I think later. I met Julian. I came to
4: Berkeley right when I turned 18. Um, and I probably met Julian when I was like 19 and a half or oh something my like that. gosh. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. That's so special. I know. And we were best buds for like six years or so before we started dating. Oh, even more special. Yeah. And then we, and then we started dating. And we dated for like six years and then we got married a couple years ago.
0: So, you guys moved to New York as friends? Yeah. Separately?
4: Yes. Totally. At the same
0: time? Or? I moved
4: to New York and then he moved a month later. Oh, he was following you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. He jokes that he was. Yeah. I That's think he really actually,
0: sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's very sweet. So, you were already together, together probably when I met you guys, I think. Probably. Or maybe had,
4: maybe was like just about to start dating yeah. or something. There was like a phase in New York where okay. it was like this very special time. I, actually, If it was around 2016, then yes, we were dating. Um, It was probably very early days for sure.
0: Did you guys play together from the beginning ever?
4: (laughs) We had – we actually – that was kind of our introduction to one another. We had a lot of mutual friends, and I think we kind of met at kind of friends as like house parties – um,
0: <laughs> That's yeah, so college,
4: super college. That's so fun, a- and kind of like not. Th- Honestly, it wasn't like the college you think it would be. Like, in like ho- like raging house parties. No, it was like, like music
0: house parties. It was like music,
4: I- like sweet nerdy music house yeah. parties, and people just hanging out and playing music, um, which was so sweet. And we had actually the thing that we had in common because Julian was was raised around a lot of folk music when he was young. Ah, um, yeah, totally. And so, and David Grisman at a young age, kind of you know, kept him under his wing and, oh, I and didn't know that. introduced him to like the, the kind of folk music scene in California a little bit more when he was very, very young. And so uh we had a lot of mutual friends in the folk world because I came up through the fiddle scene. And it's funny because he and I share that, but then don't have, you know, like we aren't in that world anymore, but it was yeah. like our common ground. Yeah. So we would go to, you know, our friends' house parties and stuff where like fiddle music would be happening. And then like this kind of, jazz, fiddle music would be happening, this kind of like fusion-y yeah. you know, world. Um, and then he and I played a gig together. We set up a gig ourselves, actually, at an assisted living center. He and I went, yeah.
0: was <laughs> we, adorable. In Boston?
4: In Boston, okay. yeah. We went and played for the elderly um, in Boston I remember Julian wrote up like a very formal email, of like, we'd like to play for your center. And it's
0: really here, sweet. here are
4: our, all of our accolades.
0: <laughs> How <laughs> can sweet. we please do
4: this? And we did. And we played. St- I sang standards with Julian and he backed me up. And that was like our our first, uh, you know, it was like a, it felt like at first we were like, this will be like a low pressure gig that we can try out, you know, playing together. And it was actually like a really
0: hard. Gig. Really? A tough crowd. <laughs>
4: like like they they didn't want any banter like they, it was like they oh, just they, they, they just were kind of over it you yeah. know what i mean they were kind of like you know like life is short like get on with it <laughs>
0: But you were playing music from their era.
4: It was true. And also that wasn't ironic to them too, which was oh. like kind of funny because I feel like we're like these young people playing standards and feeling like we're so cool because we know all this like old, yeah. cool music. And they were just like, yeah, I mean, that was like what I grew up with. It's not like special yeah, to me. I like, <laughs> like,
0: I know that song.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you playing all this old music? <laughs> That's so funny. it was funny because I remember us leaving there and being like, wow, it was kind of kind of hard actually (laughs) you just Um, did it once we did that once and then we started to play i would have my own gigs and i would hire julian to play with me all the time he would have some gigs we would just play duo as a duo together sometimes and then um And then progressively we really started to do, like, our own things. But that was our reason for hanging out was to play music. And then once we started dating, we totally didn't play music. Yeah, that's what I was going to
0: ask. Yeah, yeah,
4: totally. (laughs) We don't even do it anymore. Now we actually kind of consciously try to do it because we do have a project that we're – we'd love to make a record together because we've actually written a lot of music together. Mm-hmm. But you but, have to actively try. To yeah, do it. totally. Cause we have like our lives together now and we, you know, if with our downtime, we don't really want to like make music. We want to just like chill and yeah. watch Netflix or whatever.
0: That's so <laughs> funny. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's such a funny dynamic. It is. When you're with someone. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I know it is. It's funny to like, I think we cherish that. I mean, to get to play music together is like wild. Now we're like, Whoa, isn't this crazy that we both, yeah do that
0: that we found somebody who kind of like
4: weird that you like and you you kind of anticipate musical things that i like and you know like you're a musician i love to play with and you're my husband it's it is kind of bizarre um but i think the thing that we cherish the most nowadays is just being in the same room you know and like because you
0: both travel so much yeah totally and and just like kind
4: of like the, the, you know, having like a house and doing our things is, is special and cool.
0: Being like a regular couple. Yeah, totally.
4: <laughs> I think it's the stuff that is probably more like normal to a lot of other yeah. people. But for us, is kind
0: of like fun, like yeah. really fun. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. sweet. That's, yeah, you're is. in the sweet spot. Yeah, we're you're in the sweet spot. Yeah, that's great. We're in the sweet spot for sure. Yeah, That's awesome. I feel very lucky. So you want to try another song from your new album? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, This one rocks Thank you Pretty hard Uh, I'm like I wish I could play drums (laughs) I want to play drums on it So bad Well I think you told me That you
4: can play drums But you just don't
0: (laughs) I can't play good enough I think I think you
4: probably can I mean I can play
0: backbeat But I can't play like All those sweet fills (laughs) All all, all the sweet juicy Dave King fills All the sweet Dave
4: King (laughs) fills I know right It's so amazing I'm so excited to play this one with you
0: Do you want the lyrics? Or are you good? No, no, I got them. Okay. Uh,
3: I've rolled around this earth.
4: Those are the lyrics I wrote. <laughs> I think it's kind of amazing that you, that you can write songs and have no clue how they go. Are you? Are you a yeah. lyric forgetter?
0: I'm a total lyric forgetter. Really? So hard. Interesting. Yeah, I've I forget a lot of lyrics, and then I feel lazy that I do, but. I mean, I think it's fine. I don't forget that many. You know, it's not like yeah. I, I feel like people need their money back when they come see me or anything. <laughs> but I'll, for, I'll forget a lyric every once in a while. Or But I'll, I'll either repeat a lyric to cover or I will... Um, the best is when you actually make up gibberish to cover. <laughs> yes. And I, I feel like that's actually fun for people. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, mean, yeah. I'm talking about like one or two lines, like not a whole song.
4: I've, I've like made up words definitely, yeah, like on the spot, like fill, <laughs> filled in like made it rhyme.
0: Yeah, made it rhyme. <laughs> yeah or or like just thought of a different word because it rhymes. <laughs> it doesn't really make yes, sense. totally
4: but I've made it rhyme. It's actually kind of amazing that I mean, if you think about it with like, I don't know, do poets like memorize their all their poems and readings? I
0: guess if you're a like a performance poet, I th- feel like they have it in front of them. When you get old and, like, these big rock stars, you know, they go out and they have these huge catalogs. They all have little prompters. Right, totally
4: prompters and, like, books full of all the charts.
0: Is that because they can't remember because they have so many songs or because you're getting older and you can't remember? It's probably a little
4: bit of both. I mean, sometimes, like, these bands have, like, records and records. It's a lot of songs. It's like, that's a lot to remember. Yeah,
0: especially if they're changing the set list a
4: lot. So that's my excuse. I'm just such a seasoned
0: (laughs) You're so seasoned. I'm so seasoned. I uh, I was in this Brazilian band in college mm-hmm. where I learned all these like Jobim tunes in Portuguese. Yeah. I learned, I learned the drummer's girlfriend was Brazilian and she taught them all to me phonetically. And so I had them all written down phonetically. Wow. And for like a good, Four gigs. We did maybe four gigs, by the way. This wasn't Incredible. a long term band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I did pretty good, you know. But then I would throw them into my little solo piano restaurant gig set sometimes, and I would do it in English, and then I'd take a solo, and then I'd do it in Portuguese. Yeah. And over time, the words started to elude me. <laughs> and I just, I literally started just sort of making up <laughs> gibberish a few times. And then after a few times of doing that, I was like, okay, that's just not cool. <laughs> And so I, I had to just sing You're in English. It like sound like the language. I was like, "Well, how many people in this restaurant in Dallas speak Portuguese? First of all, and know the words to this Joe Beam song I love in it. Portuguese?" Like, Texas was a part
4: of it. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, that's like, really funny.
0: That's really. really There funny. were definitely some gibberish thrown in there, which is not cool. What's funny?
4: Yeah, that is really funny. <laughs> well, I think I might know the lyrics to the song now. All
0: right, we got some good banter. <laughs> yeah.
3: so absurd unseen is this some kind of butterfly rebirth are you from this earth because violet shines bright in both your eyes that can't be natural indigo flame But I'm willing, willing to bet That I'm falling in love with you Cause violet shines bright in both your eyes That can't be natural Indigo flares up Oh, oh, am I seeing clear?
0: That was fun. (laughs) That was great. That was fun. I, um, it's funny, you know, how you do the bendies on the guitar there. I was like, I want to double that so bad, but I don't have any bendies on the piano. It's really funny to me because
4: I rarely play with piano. And I'm so conscious of like my stringiness oh, <laughs> right, right no. now where I'm like, well, it's like not a bad thing, but I feel like it's, I, I remember like there's so much intonation, like fluctuation, yeah, <laughs> so much like kind of gray area um on my end that I remember in playing with piano that like oh right we're kind of living in slightly different worlds in terms of having the ability to to do I know. that know <laughs>
0: it's cool though I kind of ghosted it in a way that I thought, I thought it was worked. rad I yeah. heard I
4: heard what you did and I thought it was really really cool actually it made me want to be more exacting with my
0: no with no my stuff. Don't, no you bendy it up it's the best part bendy it up baby I love the bendies <laughs> I just did this with my my half sister Anushka Shankar, and she plays the sitar.
3: Oh yes! And so we had a
0: big talk about bendies. Bendies, yeah. yeah. She, she's got a lot of bendies. Right. That was also like kind of tricky, but it kind of worked. Yeah, yeah. 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 So cool. Yeah, it was fun. I love bendies. That's why I love playing guitar because I bend. I do the bendies on the guitar. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I'm trying to
4: think if I've seen you play guitar before.
0: Maybe I, I don't know with may, Sasha and Kat. Yeah, Sa- maybe I feel like Boots, there was maybe? maybe
4: a a gig that I went to with with Jesse uh, at one of those gigs that was maybe. really really great, super cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I'm like I'm like a wanna be you on the guitar pretty much. I'm I'm definitely not good like you are, but I have that I feel like I I want to play guitar like you basically. You're the kind of guitar player that I try I strive to be with all the bendies and the Cool chords. That except I me, can't play bar chords. That makes me feel really. So I basically stand in the feel, corner. That makes me feel really cool, Nora. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like trying to be good, but I still haven't learned how to play a bar chord. <laughs> I don't think you need them. You don't need them. I basically I think, just don't play songs where I need them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like it's actually really interesting,
4: especially to talk to Julian about um, like learning guitar and the different ways in. Yeah. But the fact, like the idea that you need certain things that you don't need other things, like. There's kind of a little bit of like a hierarchy, I think, sometimes with the guitar. With all instruments, like you're supposed to learn certain things Mm -hmm. and get certain things under your hands. But I feel like Julian, who is, you know, very good at the guitar, yeah, um, in a very like soulful way and a very technical way, all at the same time, will be the first to say that um, like there isn't a hierarchy. And it always feels so refreshing to me to hear that sometimes because it's like you just actually. I feel like everyone has a story in how they play, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of important – that you kind of go with the things that you actually feel inspired to do and leave the rest away.
0: I agree completely. I think that's a nice thing for a young person to hear Yeah, too, definitely. I feel like people get so hung up on the stuff that they're supposed to know that they don't.
4: And you just, yeah, you don't actually use it. And it's like, I think that's a lot of music school too. Like yeah. a lot of stuff kind of starts to bubble up of like, you're supposed to know so much. And it's like, yeah. really? I no,
0: you're just supposed to be excited about what you do know. Yeah,
4: exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I think that's actually even a more direct line to like... I mean, a doctor goes to school to be a doctor, obviously. That's different. <laughs> That's very different. But they... A lot of... The th- well, I don't know. You know, what's the experience of a doctor? They have to know everything and they probably do only use like a certain parts of it given what kind of practice they have. But I think for a musician, it's like, what are you actually... Are you going to graduate college? Or are you going to become a musician? Yeah. And I feel like to become a musician... And to actually connect with people, it's like such a different pursuit than to just know stuff. Definitely. To connect with
0: the stuff. To connect with the stuff. Yeah. And then- With yourself. If you connect with yourself with what you're doing, then the people will connect. Exactly.
4: Exactly. Yeah, I feel like that's a weird thing with college and, and even just music education on any level. Any arts like,
0: education? Yeah, like where? What is? Tricky. What's the goal? Yeah. yeah, what's the end game? <laughs> what's the end game? I know. I, I think that's why I dropped out of music schools because I didn't. I didn't need a degree because I didn't really want to be a teacher.
4: Right, and that's what you would need a degree yeah. for as a musician.
0: Yeah. Plus, I failed my classical jury. But um, <laughs> there's that. There's also that. Details. <laughs> details. Yeah. <laughs> do you do a lot of covers?
4: Um. Not really, actually. Yeah. Like here and there, I do. I used to do a, a Bjork cover and I did um, a Lucinda Williams cover for a long time. Oh, cool. Which tune? Uh, fruits of My Labor. Oh, I love that song. Do you know that song? Yeah. That would be well. really pretty to play together, too.
0: You'd probably like, get that guitar all good. I, I know Fruits of My Labor very well. Really? Totally. Should, you should we just do that? play that? Maybe yeah. that's like, f- more like falling Can, off a log. Will you put, uh, print the lyrics to that, Sarah? Fruits of, fruits of My Labor? I think I usually cover male singers because it's easier to make it my own. Oh, yeah, that's interesting.: I mean, Lucinda's got such a crazy different voice.: Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's like you can't even try. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's why I usually do. That, that I don't is like interesting female songwriters.: <laughs> 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 It's because I'm trying to make it my own, you
4: know.: No, I hear you. I really hear you. I was thinking about that recently with uh, like people, musicians that I look up to. And I was finding that a lot of them were men. And I was finding that to be really interesting. Like yeah. how uh, – well, it makes a lot of sense because just like the numbers. The numbers <laughs> make sense. The numbers make sense. Um, and of course, actually, uh, so, like somebody was asking me, like what are the – you know, the bands or something. And I was thinking about – I feel like I'm going through a phase right now where I'm really I've, – I've always played electric guitar and maybe kind of like a – with a more rock and roll sensibility. But then um, – to actually kind of start to listen to that music more. Yeah. Started to become a little different and I was realizing that Eddie Vedder kept popping up for me. <laughs> nice. Where I was starting to be like, "Oh man, Pearl Jam, like <clears throat> I actually really look up to Pearl Jam in a lot of ways." Yeah. <laughs> but it felt like left fields a little bit of like I loved how much power Pearl Jam has and and also the kind of intensity of just singing that one can deliver. It felt like something I'd never really kind of considered before mm-hmm. and being kind of like a, just like a powerful, like yeah. it's just like so much power behind it. Um, and then on the other end of the spectrum, I feel like my idols are like Aretha Franklin. Like that's like my, yeah. the best singer I could ever think of in my own preference.
0: Yeah. And and one of my favorite piano players too Yes. Like I didn't even realize that that was her on most of those oh recordings. Oh my God, so and, incredible. And that, and that was such a huge influence on my piano playing. Yeah,
4: yeah, I could imagine. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's really, really, really
0: heavy. I have noticed lately, you know, now with playlists and stuff and, you know, putting music on. and I feel like um, when I was young, I listened to almost all female singers. And now when I put music on, it's more male. And I have Probably. no idea why. It's interesting. I have no idea why. Yeah. Um, and it's weird. It's not like conscious. Yeah, I yeah, I just happened to notice it one day. Yeah, and yeah, I thought it was
4: so funny. Right. Like, what is that? Is the algorithm... Do you feel like the algorithm is giving you more male singers? No, I don't
0: <laughs> think that's what it is. Right. And, But that's not... All, also, that's not necessarily true. I'm, recently, I've been listening to a lot of more... Women who are more modern, even yeah, like I was listening to this Clio Soul record over and over again mm. all winter, and uh, it's not even the algorithm; it's just the last. It was like you go through phases, I guess. I yeah, don't know. I don't know are what you, it is. Do you listen to like any like mega
4: pop music, like just just like super super top forty? I
0: started to. Um, A couple years ago, because I was driving around with my kids a lot during the pandemic, so we would listen to the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the super pop radio, which I had not done since I was probably 12 years old. Yeah, yeah. And I got so into it <laughs> yeah. that I feel like I've been writing songs lately that are inspired by like Dua Lipa. Right, and, right, right. Totally. And yeah. um, um, Ed Sheeran. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. That's awesome. Justin Bieber. Yeah. I I, I I got. I think also because my kids were into it. Also, I think pop music is just so good sometimes. You just can't deny it.
4: Yeah, it's like it's popular for a reason.
0: It, it's popular for a reason. Yeah, yeah, it feels it. good. Some of these people are insanely <laughs> amazing. And yeah. I, I, I did, I'm like, God, I didn't even realize it. I've just been like bopping along, not listening to the pop music stations until now. (laughs) Like, what's wrong with me? You know? (laughs) That's really interesting. Yeah. Do you?
4: I do. Totally. Always, though? I think I've kind of always dug it, Um, which I think, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I think I don't really see any lines between any of it. I just yeah. like I, – I find myself listening to like Justin Bieber back-to-back with Bob Dylan, back-to-back with Bjork, back-to-back. Like it's just like yeah. all kind of music to me. But there is obviously like a certain type of muscle to the kind of top 40 zone that is just kind of – it's just like what is that? It's yeah. very different. It's very different. The thing that I think I don't prefer sometimes about maybe more um, – That that lane is the element of risk feels Mm -hmm. like it's not quite there. Where I feel like I've what I maybe feel really dedicated to is kind of creating music that has like it could fall apart at any moment.
0: I'm with you on that. Yeah, (laughs) that's my favorite.
4: Yeah, and I I like listening to music like that. And then sometimes I think it's really fun to listen to music. It's like nope, it's not gonna fall apart. apart. (laughs) It's built very with
1: a good foundation. Yeah, it's very. (laughs) It will always
4: stand up. Yeah, and it's gonna it's built that way. But I think listening to you know, like early Rolling Stones or like Bob Dylan or Aretha or all these recordings that feel like it is actually people pushing air in a room together. It's not like
0: yeah, it feels very live. Yeah, yeah, totally. You can feel the room.
4: Yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. The most yeah, excited.
0: And there's mistakes sometimes. Yeah, and it's kind of fine. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. No, it's like preferred. I think.
0: Yeah, I, that's what I love about music is the aliveness of it. So, I mean, even if there's a pop song. That has a killer vocal and you can feel the emotion from it. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's when it doesn't feel alive at all. Right, right. And that can be any music. Let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> there's not, a Taylor Swift it's song. It's not only pop music. There's actually a Taylor Swift song that's
3: Midnight. Um,
4: I can't remember. I think it's the, uh, Out of Style maybe. Um, but there's a there's a a note. I'll probably get whatever slammed for this. But there is a note that she sings a little bit out of tune. Mm-hmm. And I every time I'm like, I can't wait. That's your favorite part. <laughs> yeah. Because it and sounds human.
0: Yeah, yeah. And also, yeah. it it's
4: also feels like revelatory to have that moment be on a record like that. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, it's so cool that they kind of left that. They left it. Yeah, They're she, not
0: trying to perfect
4: and it. And it's not like a, a crazy mistake. It's like, I think it's actually probably, it's probably intentional on her part where she was probably like, that's rad and it sounds great. So let's do it. But I, um, I think I look forward to, I think Joe Henry said that actually, I was hanging with him recently and he said, um, that like people like the tightrope walk. Yeah. They want to see somebody like do like walk across the tightrope. It's really entertaining.
0: It is. And when it's
4: not that you're kind of like, ah eh, I don't. I know what's gonna happen in the end. <laughs> it's true. You're gonna slam dunk it, like I don't, yeah,
0: yeah, I totally. And that's what's so special about live music, and why yeah, I it's think it's important. That will never hopefully go away. Yeah. I don't think AI can can me- like right. mess with that. Not the live, not the live part. Not the live part. I don't <laughs> think, but who knows? No, no they can do like auto tune live now, which right. is crazy. Yeah, that they've is been crazy. able to do that a long time. Yeah.
4: I don't know. Um, but I think the tightrope thing is important. I think that's cool, the coolest bit about music is the fact that things can change yeah. like, before your very eyes.
0: It's <laughs> my favorite part.
4: Yeah, for sure.
0: When you tour, do you usually do trio? Or yeah. do you have a bigger band ever?
4: Trio has always been the way. Um, and it's always the best, right? I really like trio. I, think I feel like
0: the way, with the way you play guitar, it's all I want to see is you trio. It's uh, like It'd be so cool. It's,
4: Thank you so much. I, I think it's it's really fun because you do have to like everybody has to bring it in order to make yeah. trio work, and if you don't, it gets really lopsided or like the the table doesn't stand up. Yeah, you know.
0: <laughs> but also, if you add another element, there's something about the tightrope that I feel like goes away, right? It because takes it's, a little less. You have pressure. to plan more. Yeah,
4: yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. People start to have parts kind of a little bit more. Yeah, but in the trio, it's like you, you really, I don't know things if any. It's a really sensitive setup. I feel like where if you sense somebody's going somewhere with something, you kind of pull back or you lean in in a certain way. Because if really if you don't get it right, it really can not feel right. Yes. <laughs> but when it's right, it's really really rad. Yeah, <laughs> it's really really cool.
0: What's your setup? Are you is it right now? Quartet? I have yeah. Right now I have quartet because I have this guitar player Dan I need who who plays a lot of pedal steel. Oh cool. So cuz I actually didn't want to I've been doing the trio too in the last few years and I've I've feel like I've enjoyed it more than anything ever because it's all of a sudden the most open thing I've ever done. Yeah. And I play way more piano than I used to. It's cool. And just even playing guitar songs on piano or switching it it's just it's that thing you were just saying and I I love it. But I feel like because Dan plays a lot he's also a very sensitive guitar player so he doesn't try to you know, he tries to fit in where he can. It's actually kind of – it was kind of hard at first for him to fit in because I was playing so much. Right. It's, so I had, an interesting thing. Yeah, yeah, I did have to dial it back a little, but I still feel like it retains the dynamic of the trio because because he does a lot of pedal steel. So he's not, like, trying to find a guitar part yeah, necessarily yeah, yeah, on yeah, every tune. Yeah, yeah. He can just kind of float in place. on that pedal yeah.
2: steel, and
0: it's really, it's really beautiful. Cool. That's rad. Yeah, and it helps elevate it. But I love, um, I love making them all sing yeah. because – I love harmony so much and that kind of fills it out enough for me.
4: Yeah, totally. Yeah. I got to see, I I'm, I'm, can't wait to see like you live soon.
0: Yeah. Well, ditto. I'm doing, I'm seeing it right now. Really. <laughs> Same here. Do <laughs> so you want to do this Lucinda Williams song? Let's do it. Yeah. I'm so
4: excited. Yeah. Fruits of my labor. I love this song.
0: I love this album so much. Yeah. Incredible um, record. World uh, Without Tears. World Without Tears. Yes. Yes. World
4: Without Tears. It's very, very good. She's a genius.
0: She certainly is. Yes, she is. I've never sung this. I'm so excited. That's rad. <laughs> I'm like, this is actually kind of hard to sing. <laughs> oh, crap.
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Baby, see how I've been living Velvet curtains on the windows too Keep the bright and unforgiving Light from shining through Baby, I remember all the things we did When we slept together in the blue Behind your eyelids
1: Baby Sweet baby Raced yourself through the gloom Till I found these purple flowers I was spared, I was soon Smelling you for hours Lavender, lotus blossoms too Water the dirt, flowers last for you
4: was super fun it's so fun to play tunes like that with you gosh.
0: Oh gosh our music please yes
4: yes <laughs> yes
0: thanks for doing this yeah totally it was so fun you're the best thank you so yeah, much you're the best i can't thanks wait to see you me. again i can't wait to see you again <laughs> it's like a first date <laughs> <laughs> i hope we get to see each other again this i'll call a, you okay total blast thank you so much Nora. i appreciate it yeah thanks for doing yeah it was rad yay
2: Aw, thanks for listening to our show with Margaret Glaspie. We had a lot of fun. That was great. I love this This one was like what this podcast is all about, just getting in a room, jamming out on songs for the first time. Oh, is that like what it's about? This, it's it's what it's is all that, about. Is that what it's about? <laughs> <laughs> um and like just hearing like just the sound of the electric guitar in like this stripped down way it was so cool. Yeah, I lo- she was like, "Should I play acoustic since it's stripped down?" I was like, "No, oh. please play your electric." It's I mean, so you can good. do so much with so little. But yeah, music is fun. Music is the best. Her songs are killer, her voice is insane. I love her energy. She rules. <laughs>
0: If you'd like to know what we played in this episode we did get back from the 2023 album echo the diamond that just came out somebody to anybody from her 2016 album emotions and math we did act natural which is also from her new album echo the diamond and we did fruits of my labor one of my favorite lucinda williams songs from her 2003 album world without tears also one of my favorite albums thanks for listening don't forget to like and subscribe boing This episode was recorded and mixed by Jamie Landry, edited by Sarah Oda, additional engineering by Greg Tobler and Pete Rimm, artwork by Eliza Fry, photography by Shervin Linnes, produced by...